Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dave from Posing the Matrix. It's the 8th of September, 2021. Uh, barely. It's um, about 45 minutes past midnight. Um, I was going to do this tomorrow, but I'm kind of busy tomorrow, and I figured I'd better do it tonight. I'll upload it tomorrow. That's easier. But um, there's some stuff that's come to my attention I think you need to know about. And, yes, it has to do with COVID and stuff like that, but it has to do with uh, uh, two um, – we're going to look at or listen to actually two um, first responders, a fireman and a police officer who are on record, on video record, as saying that they're going to resist these uh, COVID mandates. Um, and, and you'll see, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but one of them is an Oregon state trooper. The other one's an LA uh, County or an LA city firefighter. And I might have shown the L.A. City firefighter before, but I, I wanted to put them both together because they're both the first responders and they're both um, they're both fighting for your rights and my rights. <clears throat> and I have no doubt that they'll probably both be fired uh, because the way things are, these this stupid government and these stupid people, they would rather have less firefighters protecting you from burning up in your house than to have the right a number of firefighters, even a a bounty full of firefighters to fight fires um, and protect you. But it's all because of this stupid COVID is insanity that's going on. It's, it's got to stop. It really does. And these guys will elicit, uh, elucidate, excuse me, how um, they think it should stop. So anyway, we're going to go into that. There's a couple of articles on um, natural news that I wanted to go into one, uh, the Connecticut uh, state government has uh, basically made it so that Connecticut can look at your medical records, which is a HIPAA violation of the worst degree. And it'll probably be thrown out of court. You know, they, they won't be able to proceed or prevail. But, you know, who knows? The way things are nowadays, it's yeah, they might get a green light to do it and uh, and teach classes to other states about how to do it, you know, the way things are going. Um, and uh, the other one is about the, the AMA given doctors Basically, uh, an ultimatum to lie to to patients and to uh, to other people that to deal with when it comes to COVID nineteen. Hey, didn't we talk about that recently? Um, I brought up how how doctors are for, forced to um, to lie because they belong to the AMA and they belong to other organizations who are going along with this um, COVID crap. And uh, you know, because of that, if they don't follow the orders that they're given or the believe the information that they're given from the AMA and other, and other places like the CDC, um, you name it, you name the organization. Um, they're basically either blackballed or they're fired. And uh, in extreme cases, they lose their licenses because the very state that they're disobeying is a state that issues the, the license for doctors. It's a really wicked, <laughs> wicked thing that they, the state has uh, placed people under, you know, it's um, yeah. They, they control everything. And like Barry Goldwater says, when a government gets big enough to give you everything you want, it's big enough to take away everything that you have. God bless Barry Goldwater, wherever he is. Um, he's a politician, so I looked in both places. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and start reading because I don't want to be on this thing all night. And uh, I'm going to go to... Uh, let's start with the American Medical Association re- release a stunning document teaching doctors to lie to patients while deliberately exaggerating COVID death claims 
the AMA admits to its own complicity in the crimes against humanity. You know, someday, folks, pardon me, there's going to be a, uh, there's going to be trials and inquests into all this. And, uh, I hope that these people at the AMA and in other organizations, um, remember that they went public with this because right now it's cool to go public with this. If you, if you advocate for COVID-19 vaccines, oh, you're, you're cool. You know, you're, you're the best there is according to the society. But that happened in Nazi Germany too. If you hated Jews back in, uh, from 38 to 44 or 45, you know, <laughs> or even before then, um, you were, you were good. You were the, the creme de la creme, so to speak, of German society. And actually it went kind of viral, uh, no pun intended, um, across all of Western and Eastern Europe too. But, uh, anyway, uh, let's get, let's get into this, um, cause this is pretty interesting. Do because these guys are great. Um, it was published, uh, September 6, 2021. It was a Monday, um, by Mike Adams. And, uh, I'm not going to read all the tags, although they're, <laughs> they're pretty interesting. Um, okay. And it's natural news. Okay. The self-destruct sequence that will bring down the death of the cult cabal of uh, anti-human globalists has already been activated with hilarious fake news attempts like the recent Rolling Stone hit piece against inter, um, Ivermectin. The cabal media is self-destructing by the day with endless fiat currency printing printed by the Fed. The entire financial underpinning is of legitimate big government is imploding. And with the laughable, um, desperate attempts to imply COVID vaccine approval while pushing utterly unproven booster shots backed by no supporting data whatsoever, big science is ripping its own eyeballs out and throwing them across the room. Yeah, I, I'm one of those people that gets mental pictures of things and that wasn't pretty. Um, we are witnessing the total self-destruction of big pharma, big science, big media, and big government as they all trip over each other to try to discredit ivermectin and vitamin D while pushing, excuse me, pushing the vaccine death shots and medical, uh, and medical authoritarianism. Um, all they really accomplish, however, is the accelerated awakening of the masses. Isn't that the truth? As they witness the authoritarian uh, lunatic and junk science death cult that's paraded all around us, falsely claiming our freedoms have been, have to be obliterated in the name of safety. In Victoria, Australia, by the way, lunatic premier Daniel Andrews just declared that unvaccinated people will be locked out of all healthcare and hospital services. Given how toxic, deadly, and incompetent mainstream doctors have become, that's probably a blessing. Perhaps the free people of Australia will finally turn to nutrition and uh, natural medicine, and they will therefore outlive the vaccine zombies who are committing medical suicide. I love the way these people write. I really do. Okay, let's continue. <coughs> Pardon me. AMA releases document teaching doctors how to deceive patients with disinformation that may kill them. The American Medical Association, which is now engaged in training its members to lie to patients uh, as they are as they murder them, has released an eyebrow-raising document that claims rampant disinformation is eroding public confidence in the science of uh, and undermining trust in physicians and medical institutions. And to reacquire that lost trust, the AMA proceeds to teach doctors how to lie to the world about COVID. 
On page nine of the document, doctors are told to replace the phrase hospitalization rates with the claim that all hospital patients are deaths. Hospitalized patients are deaths. Um, thereby widely exaggerating COVID deaths in order to achieve mass hysteria. Make no mistake, this is the AMA uh, directly instructing doctors to lie about COVID deaths. This is straight up medical fraud. Similar, similarly, doctors are also told to replace the word lockdown with stay at home order because that somehow sounds less totalitarian. In the same document on page eight, doctors are instructed how to, on how to block, deflect, and redirect questions to cover up the truth about vaccine injuries and deaths. They are specifically instructed to change the subject and to reject questions from reporters or patients while pushing AMA-approved official propaganda by claiming it's all based on facts, not science or medicine. Let me scroll down here. Um, in essence, the AMA is now attempting to transform doctors into propaganda puppets for the global depopulation agenda. Practicing real medicine is no longer the priority of the AMA, it seems. Rather, physicians must practice lying in order to remain an AMA member uh, in good standing. That's American Mental Associ uh, <laughs> Medical Association. Excuse me. Um, here's a section of the document entitled COVID Language Swaps. Now, if you've read the book 1984, you know that there was something that was implemented in that society called Newspeak. Things were changed around. Um, it, it was basically bad was good, good is bad, uh, things like that. <clears throat> um, and and with that, you know, the, the mind um, bending or the mind control uh, of, the, of the populace was um, instituted. So here's a list of words, and I'll say the word, and then I'll say what they're supposed to say. Okay, the word lockdown, you're supposed to say stay-at-home order. The words uh, COVID mandates, directives, controls, orders are supposed to be called COVID protocols now. National duty is now called personal responsibility. COVID virus, COVID-19, is now called pandemic. Hospitalization rates is called deaths. Defeat or crush is called eliminate or eradicate. Operation Warp Speed is called standard process. Government is called public health agencies. Science, medicine, and database are all called fact-based. The consequences of not taking the vaccine are called the benefits of taking it. See what they do? Everything's backwards. Okay. Uh, the phrase getting the vaccine is the right thing to do has been changed to getting the vaccine will keep you safe. Uh, the phrase predictability or certainty is changed to a return to the normal. Uh, the, the words discover, create, or invent are changed to research. The words the dollar spent number of patients are changed to a transparent, rigorous process. Security is changed to safety. Misled, confused about the vaccine is co now called skeptical, skept <laughs> skeptical, concerned about the vaccine. Historic is now called advanced or groundbreaking. And the world's leading experts is now called America's leading experts. Oh boy. Okay. The AMA just provided evidence that can be used to prosecute its own corrupt officials for crimes against humanity from this article's being read to God's ears. Um, what's just as deserving in all this is how the AMA appears to have no realization that by posting this document, the AMA admits to its own complicity 
and crimes against humanity. This is sometimes called saying the quiet part out loud. And this document that instructs doctors to lead patients to their own deaths can be used as evidence in international war crime tribunals that seek to arrest and the arrest and prosecution of AMA leaders that are taking part in this murderous scheme. I first learned about this extraordinary AMA document by watching Dr. Brian Artis interviewed by Stu Peters, both are on Bright on TV show, both are Bright on TV shows. Um, this amazing interview shown below, and you have to come here to watch it, delves into even more details about the AMA's bold deception and about how it recruits physicians to be propagandists carrying out the medical genocide against humanity. I wish I could tell how long this is going to be. Maybe I would play it. Okay. I also covered the topic in more detail on my September 6th Situation Update podcast, which reveals extremely positive information about how we prevail by rejecting the medical death cult. That's right now, destroy, that's right now destroying its own credibility while killing its own advocates with bioweapons and death shots. And that's what it's doing. The people that are for them are, are take the first in line to get the shots and um, the first to look at you and me and, you know, criticize, but they'll also be the first to pass away and die. So, okay. So that's it. Oh, I just bear with me. I just have to see how long this is. Okay, folks. And maybe we can, uh, no, we can't because it's going to probably going to take me. Well, let's see. No, I can't. I can't do this with this program. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe next week I can transfer it over or something. Anyway, uh, let's go to the next article. Okay, Connecticut violates medical privacy laws, which is known as HIPAA, Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, uh, with Orwellian push that allows health officials to access vaccine medical records on an individual basis. Ooh. Now, if I tried to do that in my former profession before I retired, I would have had a $10,000 fine at least and would have gone to jail. Uh, but the government does it, and it's okay. All right. So, again, this is another natural news um article. It was um, published Tuesday, September 7, 2021, and it was written by Ethan Huff. I think Ethan Huff's the one that likes to use little colorful metaphors, and I love reading his stuff. Okay, let's start. Ned Lamont, the governor of Connecticut, has signed an executive order that allows local health officials and school nurses to access the private Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 vaccination status of individuals living in their communities. Existing law in Connecticut prohibits vaccination records from being released either to patients or to healthcare providers, but thanks to Lamont's actions, that information will now be made readily available to government officials on demand in violation of federal medical privacy laws, otherwise known as HIPAA, H-I-P-A-A. The decree, which allows individuals to obtain a copy of their to obtain a copy of their immunization records to satisfy vaccine mandates put in place by employers and businesses, reported the Epic Times in Lamont's executive order. Healthcare providers will be allowed to see their patients' vaccine history. For example, if they need to administer vaccine boosters instead of keeping track of it on their own. Of course, we can't do that. They don't trust us, right? I, I don't know what I'm saying. Us, I didn't, I didn't and won't take the vaccine. Anyway, Beyond this, local health authorities will also be given access to vaccination status of individuals living within their jurisdictions, even if the individuals in question have no idea that such information is being harvested by the government. Wow, that's scary. 
Um, specifically, school nurses and local health directors will be equipped with timely information about the vaccination status of their communities. A statement from Lamont's office explains about who will have access uh, to the vaccine data, vaccination data. Um, the order is set to remain in effect until the end of September, though it can be modified to terminate or on a different date. Um, let's see, there's a related article that they're pointing us to. It says, learn about how the Connecticut Public Health Laboratory discovered the Chinese virus testing kits are inherently flawed. There's the link there if you want to come here and uh, click on that link. Okay, and we got to go down here and quote, with this order, patients will continue to be frustrated that they are blocked from accessing their own vaccination records and doctors and healthcare providers will be unable to, uh, unable to easily look up when and with what vaccine their patients were administered, a COVID-19 vaccine, uh, Lamont contends. Uh, hospitals, medical centers praise Lamont's disseminating. <laughs> I'm telling you, some of the smartest people, some of the people are supposed to be some of the smartest people on the face of the earth are some of the dumbest people when it comes to things like this, hospital administrators especially, and doctors and and everything else. If they're praising this, then they're crazy. Okay. Upon hearing the news, numerous hospitals, health centers, and and health center associations lauded um, Lamont for his executive order. One of these was Yale New Haven Health uh, and CEO, uh, of which praised Lamont for ruling against uh, patient privacy. Vaccination, this is a quote, vaccinations are only safe and proven, and uh, the only safe and proven way to end this pandemic and giving all Connecticut residents access to their vaccination records will allow all of this to return to doing things we love with those that we love, said Marna Borgstrom. Oh, this is frustrating. Um, Connecticut's vaccination uh, information system was first established in 1998 and was recently updated to include information about the Wuhan corona, let's call it the China virus, COVID-19 vaccination status uh, of state residents. In order to access and to use the system, all the healthcare providers, school nurses, and local health departments are required to sign on a confidential, sign a confidentiality agreement that must be renewed every two years. Users are supposed, supposedly monitored and logged uh, to ensure that no inappropriate activity is taking place. Yeah, right. Uh, in the event that foul play is identified, the state of Connecticut will, will, it says it will investigate. Well, it's kind of too late after that, isn't it? I mean, if somebody's got your medical records, <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, by the time you guys investigate it, they could have sold it to, you know, a thousand people, 2,000, 5,000, half a million. You know, it's what a stupid thing. Okay. Let's return. Nettie and his gang should remember the HIPAA um, privacy rule, wrote one commentator on the Epic Times linking to a summary uh, of it published uh, at the Department of Health and Human Services, the HHS website. The logical next thing for them to do is to advance the cause of enabling employer access, whether directly or indirectly, to the data. Uh, The same commenter added drawing uh, parallels to what took place during World War II. What's uh, what's next? Uh, gun registration, wearing a yellow star, or getting a tattoo with our social security number uh, on our wrist instead of the Nazi concentration camp ID? Uh, when are we going to say, just say no? Okay. Folks, I can't tell you how much it is stress in the medical community to be very careful of not violating HIPAA. 
the simplest thing can get you a heavy fine and can get you even fired. Um, and the heavy fine, I mean, it's heavy. I think it's, it can go up to, uh, it's in the, the, the double digits, tens of thousands. Um, yeah, tens, either 10,000 or $20,000, depending on how, um, how flagrant the violation was. And this, this is a flagrant violation right here, you know, and, <clears throat> The only people that are supposed to have HIPAA information are insurance companies, doctors, um, medical offices, and stuff like that. Uh, anybody else does, doesn't belong to. But you know what? Oregon has pushed away for this for a long time because if you are on any kind of um, painkiller, uh, say a narcotic or or something that's a Schedule 2 or 3 or 4, for that matter, or even 5, I guess, every time that you get that prescription filled, that information goes up to the state of Oregon. That is a HIPAA violation, has been for many years, and they use it to fight, supposedly fight the um, the war on uh, opioids, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, you let them have that freedom, <clears throat> excuse me, that the liberty to take that information. And the next thing, you, they're going to do something like this. I, I would be not be surprised one bit if Oregon does this within the next six months. In California and Washington and New Jersey and New York and all the other leftist states that are out there. So, um, folks, it's, it's, um, it's quite imperative that we start speaking up about this stuff, you know, and, um, let's, let's say for instance that, um, oh, I don't know, that somebody, your information gets in the wrong hands. Okay. Let's say that maybe somebody that, didn't like you in high school or didn't like you as an, a, a young adult or even an old adult is able to get a copy of your, your medical records. And this would make it a lot easier for them. Oh my goodness. If they find out that you once had a herpes or um, that you were addicted to opioids or, or something like that, man, that's going to come out in the public. Like there's no tomorrow and it's going to ruin people all because of, of COVID-19 and all because these people want to know if you got the vaccination or not, they have no damn business knowing your business. Okay. It's the violation of our, our human rights is a violation of our privacy and everything else. And that's what this society wants. They don't want this to be private anymore. They want us to be part of a collective, which is what communism did, you know, kind of like a beehive or an ant nest. You know, every person lives in the same nest or every bee or whatever lives in the same hive or nest. And, they all have a job to do. They all do it uh, without asking questions. And at the end of the day, they all go to sleep. And then you wake up in the morning and start it all over again. And these bastards are going to do it to us. I'm telling you, um, they're going to try to anyway. Uh, this is bad news. It really is. But, you know, if we fight it, if we speak up and fight it, and I don't mean just, you know, putting a, a comment in about this video. I mean, call somebody important. I'm not important. I'm just a, a person standing on the wall saying, hey, man, there's an enemy coming. And if we don't do something, the enemy is going to take us over. That's what I do. That's my job. It's the job of the people in the city, the soldiers, the the policemen and everything else to start mounting a defense for when these people come to try to do this stuff and to to take it out before it gets any stronghold in the land. You know, uh, I'm just one person. Brian's just one person. You're just one person. But you know, together we can, we can end this thing. We can, you know, we can be the, 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 the watchman on the wall and we can also be the, the, um, the cop, you know, the city cop, the, um, uh, 
the Bureau of Investigation for your city, you know, the whole thing, um, you know, and, and, and just fight this thing and win, you know, um, kind of like the two people we're going to watch in the, in the videos in a couple of minutes. They fed up. They know that their rights are being violated against and they're speaking up and they're actually going to start suing um, Governor Kate Brown. And well, the guy in Los Angeles, probably Gavin Newsom or the state of California, um, which is basically the same thing. But um, anyway, so let's go ahead. I, like I said, I don't want to take a lot of time doing all this. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I say I'm going to do this first. Okay, so there we go. There's the, uh, and you'll hear him in a minute, the L.A. Fire Department uh, captain. And uh, and later you'll hear from a Oregon State Trooper. But uh, so let me go into this. Let me start it up and make it big to keep some people happy. And you know who you are. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's start it up here and uh, and let's go for it. My name is Christian Granucci. I'm a captain with the Los Angeles City Fire Department. I'm a 31-year veteran with this agency. And I'm more than likely going to catch total grief from my administration from this but I am done being silent on this matter and so are many of our members and this is regarding the vaccine mandate by the city of Los Angeles for all city employees we saw this tyranny coming we saw it coming across the Pacific and a week and a half ago it landed in Honolulu with the Honolulu Fire Department and we watched a passionate plea from Captain Pelikai literally in tears being forced to resign because he chose not to take the vaccine forced to leave the department after faithfully serving it for years. Then it landed on our coast. It hit San Francisco, it hit San Francisco fire. And we heard the stories up there. Our union representation stood by idly and played a wait and see. That's what they do. And sat on their hands. Until it came time to take the money for your dues. Well, now it's here in Los Angeles. And the mandate has come down from the mayor and the city council that we, all city employees, including first responders, shall take the vaccine. If we do not take the vaccine, we have to be subjected to testing twice a week. If we refuse that, termination. 
Again, I'm a 31-year veteran of this department. I have literally bled for this department. I used to love coming to work. I respected the administration of this department at one point. I even respected our union leadership. And now they are lockstep with total tyranny. I want you to be clear on this. I want everyone to be clear on this. This is not about politics. This is not about left or right. This is not about red versus blue. This is not about Republican versus Democrat. This isn't even about vaccinated versus unvaccinated. This is tyranny. This is about freedom of choice. The department has said that we can seek medical exemptions if we so choose, if we can. That is a pie in the sky. We can even try and seek some kind of religious exemption, but they know that they have end runs around those. The vaccine, the vaccinations will come. And then after that, it will be a booster and another booster and another booster. And when will this end? When will this tyranny stop? I'll tell you where it's going to stop. It's going to stop right here, right now. And I'm putting my administration and my union on blast. You had the opportunity to get in front of this, and you didn't. We want to give you the opportunity to do the right thing and represent the membership. You'd think that the union that's there fighting for the little guy would jump in front of this and this would have all kinds of handles on it for you to grab and run this in for a touchdown. But no, you decided to play politics with this. And you have the you have half this department you have, you have a split right down the middle. And this is what tyrants want. They want to split down the middle. They want to divide and conquer. I am so hopping mad right now. You have no idea my head could pop. Again, we want to give our union the opportunity to step in front of this and do the right thing. But know this, there is a large group of us in the hundreds 
And we have an attorney on retainer, and he is a shark. We'll give you the opportunity to stand up and take the fiery arrows from the adversary of tyranny and step in front of this and fight for us. But if you don't, our plan B, a large group, and it is growing by the day. We have him on retainer, and we will seek legal counsel, and we will take the fight to you, the city of Los Angeles. Again, I'm going to catch so much grief for this, but I don't care. I wouldn't be able to look at my wife. She's going to kill me. I wouldn't be able to look at my wife, though, and my sons in the eye as they grew up under total tyrannical law and rule. When I had a chance to stop this, I had a chance to fight, but I did nothing. This is bigger than me. This is bigger than the Los Angeles City Fire Department. This is bigger than my union. I don't recognize this place anymore. I don't recognize this country. I don't recognize this state. I don't recognize this department anymore. Again, I want you to be very clear. I want everyone to be very clear on this. This is not a political issue. This is not left-right. This is not Democrat-Republican. This is not vaxxed-unvaxxed. This is a fight for freedom of choice, free will. This is a fight against tyranny. Make no bones about it, we have an uphill battle. A sizable financial commitment from several hundred of our members. I don't want to be doing this at the end of my career. I'd love to do a few more years on this department and just fade off into the sunset. But you know what? Damn it, this landed in our lap. And we got to do something. We can't sit back and let this happen. Let this happen to our country. I'll leave you with this. I saw this online a couple days ago. It was a gym owner in Oceanside, California. And like so many businesses here in California, they have just been knuckled under. And he was speaking in front of his city council. And he pointed at them. 
And he said, you told us like the country's administration told us, and you, our city government, told us, just give us two weeks to flatten the curve. And this has gone from two weeks to flatten the curve to show me your papers. We all see what's happening here. I can't sit idly by anymore. If things have moved that fast in the last 18 months, where the hell will we be in the next 18 months? Yeah. God bless all the first responders out there. You need to turn around and put your union on check and have them fight for you. And if they don't, you take the battle to them any way you can and you assemble all the numbers that you can, as many people as you can, and you take the fight to them. We outnumber them. I'm out. Okay. Pretty forceful message, huh? I know some of you have seen it before, but I think it's such a good message. It needs to be seen five, six, seven times. Not that I'm going to do that on this radio show, but it's something that needs to be seen by everybody. And uh, perhaps it'll spur some people on to fight instead of just rolling over and playing dead. Um, The next thing we're going to watch is a a police officer in Oregon, um, in eastern Oregon. Uh, which is like a different state because they're all conservative over there. A lot of them are, whereas this part of the state is mostly libtard. Uh, we, uh, there's a few of us living here that feel like we're under, uh, we're, we're hiding around in Nazi Germany or something waiting to be liberated. Um, it's, it's not quite that bad, but you know, if you go to the major population centers around here, it's, you know, you, you feel it's different. You just know it. And you know, if you're into spirituality, you know that, there are there are definitely potentates and uh, and, and different uh, classes of uh, uh, like princes, um, demonic princes, uh, angelic princes, uh, the, like the prince of Persia that was in the Book of Daniel, uh, over over different locations around the world, over uh, different areas, uh, and there there's a demonic and fallen angelic government that's out there, and, and they're calling the shots about everything that's going on right now. They're pretty pretty active, and uh, I think that the Lord Yahweh is just uh, allowing things to get so bad as we can see all the yuck that's out there, and even see all the yuck in our own selves. You know, uh, you know truth be told, everybody's got some yuck, and uh, maybe if we uh, realize what what that stuff is, that we can uh, get rid of it, and uh, and pray that uh, we be delivered from it. So. Anyway, um, let's watch the uh, the trooper from Eastern Oregon. And uh, both of these guys have my profound and up- eternal respect. It's probably a good way to put it. Um, I appreciate them getting online because they're they're just like the founders of this country. They're they're putting themselves in peril, you know. Not just that they're going to lose their jobs, but some crackpot might try to take these guys out. It happens all the time, you know, 
especially with liberals, you know, and if a liberal has a gun, well, that's, you know, that's like, a, um, that's like an insane person having, well, it is an insane person having a gun. Um, anyway, so let's, uh, let's watch this police officer and, uh, and we'll go from there. Here he is. I'm a Christian, a husband, a father, and a police officer. I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States, to protect the freedom of the people who pay my salary. I do not work for my governor, but for them. The governor elected to this beautiful state has ordered medical workers, teachers, and first responders to get the vaccine. I have personal and religious reasons as to why I will not take the vaccine, but also the freedom to choose not to. I'll likely get fired over this video, but I'm nonetheless exercising my First Amendment right to speak freely. I've fallen in line for over a year with these useless and effective mask mandates, and I will no more. I will not sit back and sheepishly watch as those who serve the people of the state are given unlawful orders which threaten their livelihoods should they choose not to fall in line. Discretion is one of the most important parts of my job as a police officer. I will use that discretion and I will not enforce useless mask mandates or unlawful vaccine orders. Doing so is discrimination, which I would be fired for if it were any other discriminatory subcategory. Ms. Governor, I think you've forgotten that you were elected by the people, therefore you work for the people. The title governor does not give free reign to force medical decisions upon us. Police officer or not, an oath is permanent. I'll stand the blue line for the people I swore it to. If you're watching this video, I encourage you to look deep down and decide if you're gonna fall in line as sheep or if you're gonna stand up for the rights that we have for the short time we still have them. If you got the vaccine out of pure choice, that is your freedom. But if you got the vaccine out of fear, be careful you are slowly giving up the freedoms that so many have fought for. Okay. That was pretty darn good. So let's go back here and get rid of this. Okay, folks. We're back totally. And uh, I just, you know, when I, um, I saw this coming for a long time when I worked in the state hospital, uh, the state hospital where some of the employees are crazier than the, the, uh, patients that are housed there, literally, and, uh, especially in administration. And I saw it coming. I saw the writing on the, the hand wall, the writing on the wall, the handwriting on the wall. And, um, I knew I had to make a decision and, you know, I, I, yes, I didn't get fired. I didn't, you know, I didn't, um, have to worry about losing my position because of what I felt, uh, I would have if I would have stayed there. Um, 
But what I decided was, you know, I had pretty well been vested. And I was vested, not pretty well. I was vested. And I decided that it would probably behoove me uh, to retire while I had the chance. And I did because I knew that they were going to start mandating that we go all over the hospital. Now, I was hired to, into a unit that was very benign. Uh, it was a, it was a, basically the last step that the patients went into before they were released at, back out into the community. And that being so, most of the time they were in their very best behavior because they knew if they messed up, they would get set back a unit or two, sometimes all the way back to the beginning. And they would have to stay in the hospital and do the process all over again. And they didn't want to go to some of the worst units, you know, and start all over again. And well, anyway, when I was hired, I was hired to work in my unit, specifically in my unit. And I really liked that because my unit was great. I liked my coworkers. The patients were pretty good. You know, I didn't forge friendships with them, but I, you forge kind of like an understanding with them. You know, it's it's not a friendship, but it's, you know, <laughs> you do what you're supposed to do, and I'm, I'll do what I'm supposed to do, and we'll get along. You know, and, and they honored that, okay? But when they're going to start, especially with my condition, because I did have COVID at the beginning of last year and caught it again in the summertime, and because of that, my lungs are a mess. They're getting better slowly but surely. But I had something called long haulers. It's basically long-lasting COVID. <laughs> it goes away for a little time, and then it comes back, goes away, comes back. And it was quite active um, from about May or, oh, no, from the second time I got sick. So from, from July to about January of this year. And uh, they didn't like that because I was calling in a lot. But, you know, I had protection. Um you know, had um, different guarantees that were given to us by the state where, you know, it was hard to get fired. But I saw that coming to an end, too. I saw people abusing the system, uh, claiming that they had children so that they could get time off with pay to take care of children when they didn't have children. Uh, but their boyfriend had a child that came over on the weekend. So technically they had a child. And none, none of these people were investigated. None. Okay, but if I'm sick and call in two or three weekends in a row because I worked weekends, uh, you know, I got questioned like crazy, you know, and I had to constantly get notes from my doctor and stuff like that. And it wasn't it wasn't fun. And as a matter of fact, it was a pain in the rear end. So if it was done, if I would have done it deliberately, you know, I would have shot myself in the foot because it was such a pain in the rear end that, you know, that I would have ended it early, you know, but I was sick and I, I couldn't go in. But anyway, um, so I got out early. Now, after I got out and retired June 1st, the uh, it's like all hell broke loose. So right before I retired, see the patients, they're, they're maybe, they might be mentally ill, but they're not stupid, okay? And they know when you're understaffed and they know when they can take advantage of that. And so... There was talk as of patients wanted to start riots to uh, kind of, you know, uh, get their way, get certain things that they thought was important, you know, like going down and eating dinner instead of having it on the unit. Um, you know, nothing that you and I would complain about. But anyway, um, so it was starting to get dangerous around there. And my wife was, you know, you, you should probably consider retiring, she'd say, you know, or, you know, you could get another job, but 
I knew that getting another job, I would just run into the, the vaccine mandate later, later rather than sooner, you know, and it was fruit, fruitless. And I, I really can't even use my license anymore because anywhere I go to work, I got to get the vaccine. So um, I'm going to have to go work in a Home Depot or Cabela's or whatever, you know, just to have a little bit of an income coming in. I'm okay with that. There are certain sacrifices you have to make when you, when you do things like I did and what these uh, guys are doing. Now their, their situations are a lot more drastic. The fireman was on a, <clears throat> was there for 30 years. So he's got quite a pension buildup and he's probably going to lose it. Um, same with the police officer. He's going to lose his pension. He's going to not be hireable in Oregon anymore because they're going to blacklist him. But the good thing about both of them, they can go work anywhere else in the United States and they'll be actually heroes going to those places. Um, so anyway, um, I just feel bad for those guys, but I know that they're doing something just like the founding fathers did. They made sacrifices. A lot of people think, Oh, well, you know, these founding fathers, they, yeah, they sat up in, 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 uh, independence hall in Philadelphia and made decisions and they didn't really get affected. No, a lot of them lost their land. A lot of them were burned. There's, burned uh, to death. A lot of them were shot because they were seen as traitors. No, they went through a lot of problems. Not all of them, but a lot of them did. And so <clears throat> you really can't put that on them because they did suffer persecution for what they believed in, just like we are nowadays, albeit not even close to what the founding fathers experienced and hopefully not because it, it almost looks like it's heading in that direction. But um anyway, so Remember, if you if you listen to all of our shows, um, I talked a few weeks ago about doctors and how they have to, and I, I know I went into this at the beginning of the show, but how they have to abide by what the AMA says, abide by what the CDC says, uh, because their bosses, like, let's take Kaiser Permanente, for instance, you know, doctor works there. Uh, these edicts come down from the AMA. Well, you know, Kaiser is going to abide by them because that's the government telling them what to do. Actually, I don't think AMA is the government. Um, but they're a very powerful organization. And if you get on the wrong side, it's not a good thing. Well, anyway, to make things short, uh, you abide by these people and you do what they say or else. And anyway, the doctors are in a bad spot. But at the same time, they, I don't know, it's hard to say, folks, I got to go. It's getting late. So I'm going to go ahead and end this show. And uh, hey, God bless you, and we'll see you on Monday. Good night.